0: On this week's Global Flavours, we're exploring German cuisine. This special cuisine is made of many different local or regional cuisines sharing many culinary traditions with neighbouring countries in Central Europe. This week, I'm really delighted to be chatting with award-winning Chef Peter Feind of Heimat of the flavours of Germany and how he started his own food journey.
1: In Germany, I come from a small village, you know, less than 800 people. So you're, you're very early in your... In your young age, you're involved with helping. So I started my first apprenticeship with fourteen, which is, you know, nowadays you, you, the most people cannot believe this one. So I did actually from a, a butcher shop first for three years, and then we did a little bit some some outside catering. And my young chef say, and I say you should do a chef, right? I think you have much more opportunity. So then I did another apprenticeship, and uh, in in my area, this is close to Frankfurt. Um, one of the better restaurants and I was lucky the chef was uh, from grown up in the near near from Alsace and then there was a lot of this you know a little bit French touches in there so a little bit more more elegant compared to the normal traditional comfort food in Germany and he was also an an hunter so during the October seasons October to January every Sunday usually go for a hunt and then I, because of my butcher background, I always get the task to take out, take, you know, remove all the bone, the skin, and make this one. So I'm quite familiar with the, with a meat particular preparation. But of course, as a chef, you know, you have to go through a lot of period of learning. You know, basic techniques. You know, the uh, basic sauces, basic soups, and so on. The different cutting techniques. And then, you know, at one point, you have to make a decision. You want to be Comfort food, you want to be just working in you know, maybe a hospital, you know, easy 8 to 5 job. Or you're going more to the fine dining scene, which is definitely is a much more uh, time investing job. You need a lot of passion for your job because you're working much longer, right? And then so fine dining meaning that, you know, like gourmet, gourmet restaurants, you know, awards, Michelin and, and so on. So there I did a couple of years in different places from, from Switzerland, the season, in Germany. And then of course I worked with a with a chef which was very influential in my career. Uh, with him actually I worked twice. He came from a very good restaurant. He was one of these younger generations and he, he bring a lot of new ideas, you know, and techniques and so on. It was fun to work, was very busy, obviously. And then I worked in many, many different places, you know, well, um, renowned chefs in Germany and uh, across there. And then uh, 1990, then from from Germany, I moved to London. I was working for a a famous Swiss chef in London. And then from there, I moved back to to Germany and uh, again worked in a little bit more upscale uh, fine dining restaurants. And then it was like in the mid 90s, there was an Asian wave coming to Germany. So every chef tried to find dining, try to use ginger, a little bit of soy, and, you know, this Asian flavors, but we didn't really have the experience how, how's the original taste. And, you know, after trying, try, try, it was fun, but it's kind of it tastes similar. So I say, okay, I want to try, maybe go for two weeks just on holiday to Asia, try, and maybe get, can work as a starch somewhere. So I did some application to Singapore and Hong Kong. And then uh, Singapore, then through a chef, I got something. But in Hong Kong, I didn't hear anything for a while. And suddenly I get a phone call and say, would you be interested for, uh, on the job? There was a chef from the Piro. It was a French restaurant in the old Mandarin Oriental. Then of course, uh, nothing to lose. Say uh, yes. So he passed my CV on and on, on. And then a couple of months, nothing happening. Then I got a phone call and say, okay, I'm in a short selections with two French chefs. So I was the only German chef. And then, of course, they, well, you, know, you never know, right? And then I was in Singapore. There was then a couple of months later. And then they called me, Say, can you come over for a food tasting? So I come over for a food tasting. They so are better from Singapore than fly from Germany over. Then they told me, okay, uh, two days, they want to have lunch, five course. They want to have appetizers, soup, fish, main course, and dessert. You go around, see what you have, make the menu, and so on. Then there was a very, and sometimes coincident, I walked to the kitchen of Ampiro, there was a Chinese guy, I knew him. He was, when I was working in London, he was did the same thing, like a two-week starch. And I remember him because he was going around with the camera, making picture. And uh, so I had a kind of an icebreaker. I felt a little bit more comfortable. Then he showed me around, and then I make the menu, did the food tasting, meet with the respective uh, management. And then the next morning I come back and see the chef, say, oh, how was everything? And then he gave me the contract. So this was my, from initially just come a couple of weeks and then uh, ending up with a contract. And I say okay, I have to fly home, clean up a couple of things. And, and here then, you are in Hong and Kong. And six weeks later, I started from a 800 six village to already. almost to a 8 million city. So a big difference. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so
0: what inspired you to sort of bring German food to Hong Kong?
1: Well, German food, you know, this is, uh, I think it's, a little bit underrated because I think the people you know being always German food being respective a little bit more to the heartier side you know a pork knuckle is incredible good sausages of course in Germany we have over 1500 different types of sausages or m- meat products it's from each village to the other one is something different you know from processed from food cured ones region. absolutely and um which I I truly enjoy as well, because as a butcher, I like all the meaty part. But then, you know, over time, I realized people really don't know about German food. It's not as known outside of Germany than here. And we have an incredible variety from the north to the south, the regional influences. It's very, very different. East to the west and so on. So when I was working uh, at the Ritz-Carlton, Sometimes I have some guests, we did October 1st, and I try something out and I realize a few things, wow, the response was very, very positive. The guests didn't have this, like, oh my God, I didn't know this is German, and so on. And then from, from there, you know how it's going, you try, I usually I try first on my stuff, you need some guinea pigs, right? And if the plate is empty, it's meaning it's not bad, you know? So we, we 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 try, and then I was lucky, I had a, one of my guys, we had a chef's table, where we sometimes we say okay, so we can refine a little bit, you know, and then I teach him the authentic dish, and say how can we, not, with not compromising the flavor, how we can make it a little bit more on an elegant way, right, and so on, and sometimes I have some guests say, oh, hey, try this one, try this one, and you know, it was kind of encouraging. And then one time we did a media event in the kitchen. We wanted to do something a little bit different. And they say, let's do my childhood, you know, um, dishes. Signature right, dish. yeah. <laughs> so, and then we called it, for example, Apfelbaum and, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. a milk rice. So when I was young, I love a warm rice pudding, with uh, apple, homemade apple compote, because in Germany we're using a lot of this canning, you know, making their own marmalade, you know, very seasonal when when it's finished. Whatever fruit is. Exactly. So we we can have a pear compote or sour cherries in January and February, where there is actually no more fresh ones around, right? And Germans would not buy a strawberry in December.
0: Yeah. That's we, so amazing because in Hong Kong everything is imported. We have know, everything. It's all you, the time. it's always
1: looked more or less the same, right? Yes. So they're not really so I'm really respecting the season. Yes. Right? And and then we this was a little bit fun and then the, the people love it. And it was different, right? And then you know then you know how is it, so add that on and then they say, Okay, it's so like just for fun, I just write a concept, right? So then I write the concept and then it was hiding in the drawer for five, six years. And then, you know, I thought, you know, maybe explore what is on the market, you know, when when the when the protest started or the COVID started and then of course nobody had an idea that it will keep going so long, right? Just see what is the market and of course then the rental was coming down in, in certain areas. And you know, just keep keep looking around. But of course the people always wanted to know who is the chef, what is the concept, and of course, you know, Hong Kong is very, very small, you have to keep it on very the low side and then i found the location which kind of i thought it was suitable for for my image and so on and then uh, i left Ritz-Carlton after almost 12 years uh, which was very hard right and um, yeah
0: and here you are and
1: here we are right
0: What's the sort of impression people have of German food uh, versus the reality? You mentioned just now a very good points, how people always think of the sauerkraut and the sausages and pork knuckle. Um, what do they tell you when they actually try other German food?
1: Well, some they don't know. So this is actually the, the, the part which is easier to convince because they have nothing to compare. Yes. Right. So what we write on my menu, I write the German words. So let's say we write zwiebelrostbraten, and then underneath is beef with three onions. Right? The original dish, to give you an idea, it's basically a flat steak with a lot of onions and a hand-shaved German noodle called spätzle on the side. Generous. So my version is the beef is a prime sirloin, from one onion I make three onions. One is a white onion puree with bay leaf and rosemary. The other one is a caramelized onions and a dehydrated onions. But however, the Spätzle is authentic. We give them on the side. So then we say, "What do you think?" And then they love the taste. They love the flavor. This combination didn't have before. So this is basically the concept. Now, for some of the hardcore German people, you know, they they quite uh, are they the people
0: uh, from Germany. The, the one yes, from Germany, sure.
1: right? Uh, but uh, I have you know have a lot of uh, Hong Kong customer who can speak German. Right or been to many places, in they know. Oh, I know Spätzle. I know this one. I had this before, but this is, and so on. Right. So the good thing is, we get the Hong Kong people love pork, same yeah. as Germany. It's it's the number one dish. Number one meat. So yeah. I have uh, I have a dumpling, a pork dumpling. Actually, I have one pork dumpling which is with gherkin and capers, which is remind a little bit like a Shanghainese lion ball, a si Yes. And I do a cabbage a cabbage roll which is with the pork and the cabbage and the onions inside and a clear, rich stock, which is full of flavor. As soon as you cut it up, oh my God, it's a, it's so powerful. They love this one. So, of course, I'm, I understand, being, being almost 18 years in Hong Kong, the local palate quite well. And, you know, what you have to watch out, you have to watch out a little bit with the salt, obviously. You have to make sure soup is piping hot. Very most important one and, you know, people in Hong Kong tend to be not so patient. They like to eat a little bit faster. So usually I, the first first course or something is going quite smoothly, right? And, um, yeah, so then we we opened this one.
0: Wow, it's such an art as well to balance the, the local palate with the authenticity of the cuisine. Well, Peter, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you this week. And next week, let's continue to talk about some popular German dishes and also your personal favorite. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome.